because we did have the referendum not that long ago, and that was so, so close, but not close enough as far as change to how we approach things in New Zealand when it comes to drug laws. So this was a poll conducted by Navigators, and they were doing this for the New Zealand Drug Foundation. And it found that 68% of Kiwis would like to remove criminal penalties and in their place have more education and more treatment around drug use. With us now, the Green Party's drug reform spokesperson, Chloe Swarbrick. Chloe, welcome to the programme. Thank you for having me. G'day. Slightly different question. So uh, let's get the definitions right. What are you proposing? uh, What's your support for? Is it decriminalisation or legalising? Because I think that's where 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 the referendum sort of wasn't clear and failed. So a lot to unpack in that question. So you're right, there are a spectrum of approaches that we can take to substances and I think it's really important as the first port of call to say we can all say that drugs can cause harm, particularly when caused, uh, when utilised to excess. So the next question has to be, as grown-ups and with the evidence, how do we go about reducing that harm in the best possible way with the best possible regulation? So you can take the approach that we have done for the past 50 years with the imported kind of war on drugs US rhetoric, uh, which has seen that effectively we've taken the approach of criminal prohibition. That is, if you're caught with these substances, uh, then you're typically on your way into prison. Decriminalisation, particularly in places like Portugal, looks like removing criminal penalties, particularly for the people who are consuming small amounts of these substances. Then legal regulation or legalisation is about creating a a legal regulated market, which in times can be taxed or at other times, like they did in Switzerland with regard to heroin in response to a state of epidemic uh, of overdoses, uh, that you can have effectively uh, health professionals that are able to distribute this to people in the cleanest way possible so that they get outside of that 24-7 cycle of chasing criminality in order to raise money in order to use these substances. So kind of intervening uh, in those uh, cycles of and, and Chloe, uh, addiction. And Chloe, what's happened in those countries with regards to um, gangs and the, the money that they make from selling those drugs? Yeah, so in Portugal, uh, they've obviously seen uh, the ability to particularly make uh, big strides uh, with regard to the the sale and supply. Uh, But they've also seen that those who are utilising these substances and the uh, kind of moving resources out of simply criminal prohibition and into health-based interventions has meant that they have had uh, massive benefits. So there's far fewer overdose deaths, uh, obviously far fewer families being torn apart with people being uh, put in prison, uh, and more resources that are freed up for those uh, interventions for mental health or reconnecting people with education or employment or getting them decent housing. Uh, all of these things actually which are fundamental to people living decent lives, which means that they don't go, hey, you know what, I've got nothing to live for, so I may as well engage in utilising this substance. And I think this really takes us back to that core question of here in Aotearoa, what does it look like for us to be evidence-based, pragmatic and practical about it. So back to that initial question of what does that mean to the Greens and what does that mean to me? Uh, That means us doing what was recommended in 2010 by the Law Commission and by the government's own commission's advice last term in Parliament from actually Tariki Tariki, which was uh, the Safe and Effective Justice Review, chaired by the Honourable Chester Burroughs, himself the former National Party Minister of Police and a policeman, uh, who went actually uh, even further than Kiara Oranga with the Mental Health and Addiction Inquiry, which recommended decriminalisation of substances, to look at, after we've done that, what does it look like to legally regulate access to some of these substances? So... Uh, look, where do we go from here, though? There'll be a lot of people who go, oh, come on, we had a referendum a, a year or so ago. Give it a rest for a while. <laughs> 
second question was, do you uh, agree with or want to see implemented the Cannabis Legalisation and Control Bill 2020? So it was on a very specific proposed regulatory framework for one substance. And I think it goes back to that initial question you put around the difference between decriminalisation and legalisation. Do, do you think so, that, that we got the referendum wrong, not in terms of how people voted necessarily, but how, hmm. how the question was framed, what we were voting on? Oh, look, I, I, I'm astounded by the number of people who still come forward and say things like, uh, oh, I wish that we were actually voting on, on, a, on a law. Well, we were. There was a 70-page you know, draft piece of legislation that was available for folks to read. Uh, but I, I could talk uh, at length about the issues and the way that things played out for the referendum. But the reality is that by that slim majority, the slimmest majority of any referendum that we've ever had in this country, I might add, we did end up losing that referendum. So I do think that it is fair to say that on specifically the issue of legal regulation of cannabis as prescribed under that draft legislation, that we can put that to bed. But ironically, even those who are opposed to legal regulation of cannabis, their main argument was that they wanted to see effectively decriminalisation or a more health-based approach. Well, guess what? That's exactly what this poll is calling for. And again, that's what the tons of evidence internationally and locally tells us so, that we need to so do. It's not so about, it's not inconsistent. So it's not about shops in the high street and, hey, kids, get your hit here. And neither was the referendum, to be fair. I think that that's another really interesting thing. Yeah. Is that so frequently I found myself throughout that referendum debate having to deal with a bogeyman of what it was that we were proposing. We were proposing a legal cannabis market that would have been far more tightly regulated than tobacco uh, or alcohol. Yeah. So it was far from you know the way that the Say Not to Dope Family First crowd were pushing it. But nonetheless, the, the debate went the way that it did. And I think, again, New Zealanders are pragmatic. And we saw that pragmatism in practice with our support overwhelmingly for legal regulation of drug checking services, which in turn has saved lives and also helped people to make far better decisions. Because yeah. we've got to know, 50 years after trying this approach yeah, exactly. of telling people to just say no, uh, mm. that in fact, <laughs> it's the drugs that are winning this war Well, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the war on drugs, the war yeah, on drugs was great at locking people up, but it wasn't great at getting people off drugs. Chloe Swarbrick, thank you so much for being on the program. She is the Green Party's drug reform spokesperson. Enjoy your Sunday. It's, Thanks so much. Yeah, bye bye. It's news talk. Seven minutes to four, and we'll be back right after this.